Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you uh, that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror. Yep. We come to the Bible to look through it and see God. We don't come to the Bible primarily to look at it um, and see ourselves. And so we are nearing down the home stretch of the Psalms. I think <laughs> next week's going to be our last week in the Psalms. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, Psalm 102. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, man, Psalm 102 opens, and it's just this lament, and this guy is crying out to God. And, man, one of the most unfortunate truths about life is that here on earth, we are vulnerable and susceptible to suffering. Yeah. Right? And it is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't skip over anyone. It doesn't discriminate. And he's just calling out. He's like, God, I need help. Yeah. Just hear me out. Yeah. Please help me. And, um, He's yeah, deeply. vulnerable or susceptible may be too kind of a word, yeah. right? So it's like a right. Everybody's vulnerable to mm. COVID. <laughs> when this is all said and done, there's yeah. going to be some people that don't get it. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Suffering is an inevitability, yeah. a foregone conclusion. It's going to like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to find you. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, my heart is suffering. Yeah. Withered like grass, I even forget to eat my food. And it's just like, bro, deep stress and pain can make even the most menial and normal oh, daily tasks man. a struggle and man. a duty, right? Like, yeah. And yeah, most of us know what it's like. Like sometimes like getting out of bed even or eating or socializing, right? right. Things we would naturally do become hard yeah. when we're suffering. No, nah, no, nah, that's good. And that's what makes this psalm good, right? This, right, the Bible likes to talk of itself as like, spiritual food yeah and so this is good spiritual nourishment for anybody who's had sadness and loss yeah. affect their appetite and yeah that's what takes place in this psalm i uh as you read this psalm yeah uh one of the things that struck me is the most important thing about this psalm is time hmm. right yeah yeah yeah. so I he's gonna to talk too. about that and he's gonna say yo my days my days the yeah yeah yeah, time. Yeah, and it's like, man, he he shifts in 12. So he's like, but you, Lord, are enthroned forever. Right? Uh-huh. Your fame endures to all generations. You will rise up and have compassion on Zion for it is time to show favor to her. The right. point in time has come. And he's just talking about God's kingship, his eternality, like you said, yeah. his compassion. Um, and he's like, man, God, you you sovereign, dog. Like right. you ain't just sovereign over this moment of distress. You're sovereign over forever, and we can't put a time stamp on it. Right. Um, and that would be bad news if God was a bad guy. Right. right. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. like being in a bad place for eternity under a bad boss. <laughs> yeah. Is terrible, right? And we can just ask any disgruntled employee. Right. <laughs> but <clears throat> verse thirteen says God is compassionate, right? Mm. Like. His character is the thing that's um, brought to the forefront here. And he's like, man, you know, you see the suffering of your people and where they are. And then after that, bro, he says something so good. He's like, yo, for your servants take delight in its stones and favor its dust. Then the nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord will rebuild Zion. He will appear in glory. And bro, we could preach a sermon on this text. But man, this verse, favor its dust, seems out of place, but it's right where it needs to be. Um, because what he's talking about is the invasion of Jerusalem, 586 BC. Right. The Babylonians come and turn the city of Zion, Jerusalem, another name for Jerusalem, to dust. Right. <laughs> right. But what he says, he's like, yo, we delight in the dust. Like, what do you what do you mean? Um, if we keep reading, yeah, verse 16 talks about the appearing of the Lord in his glory, right? right? And what he will rebuild Zion. And I'm sure 
the psalmist, yeah, was speaking more than he knew here, bro. Right. Because it's like, man, we trace the thread all the way through the canon. We see that, you know, God will rebuild the temple, Zion, Jerusalem itself. And the last pages of the Bible in history tell us this, right? Jesus comes in all his glory, glorified, resurrected state. Right. And he rebuilds the heavenly city of the new Jerusalem out of heaven. And yeah, eschatology can mold our emotions, bro. Right. Like knowing yeah. Yeah, how the end is going to unfold. Uh, that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, to your point, when we know how the end unfolds, then we're reminded, right? Especially yeah. as he talks about his hard times, he talks about in terms of days, mm-hmm. he talks about the goodness of God, he talks about in terms of eternity. Yeah, it's a difference. So we see, yeah, suffering, however terrible, is always temporary. Mm. There's an end date, there's a time that it will end, but God's goodness won't, and neither will the praise of God's people. Amen. Right? So Psalm 103 I picks know you up. Like this one. Oh man, this is uh, I lo- like he just starts off and is like, "Yo, my soul bless the Lord," right? It, yeah. It, and and then verse two, he's like, "Yo, don't forget his benefits." It seems like it's this command, like when you're getting ready to go to the gym and you know you have to go to the gym and you're laying down in the bed and you know it's good for for you to get up. That sometimes you just have to talk to yourself and say, "Yo, get up." Get, wake up, John, get up, go. Yeah. And what he's saying is, yo, my soul, <laughs> bless the Lord, bless him. Yo, don't mm. forget his benefits, right? It's like you write a note to yourself. Like, All right, I know I'm the type of guy to lose my keys. John, don't <laughs> forget where you put your keys. And he's saying, yo, I know I'm the type to forget the goodness of God. Yeah. Don't forget the benefits. And then he, type, then he takes this deep dive yes. into the character of God. Mm. And what he finds is a bottomless pit of compassion, yeah. Facts. It's yeah, this is just such a good and rich yeah. reminder of who God is. Yeah, he doesn't speculate, right? Like he's yeah. like he revealed his ways to Moses, yeah. his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and about in faithful love. And um, he's like, man, it's just proven. Like in the background for this text is Exodus 34. Right. And if we remember, this is right after the golden calf. <laughs> right, right, right. Like so for God to reveal himself in that way, right after the, the Israelites sinned against him yeah. like crazily. Right. Um, and this being the yeah most succinct and paradigmatic, paradigmatic uh, description of God in the Old Testament. Yeah. Right. The Old Testament is going to quote that over and yeah. over and over and over again. And uh, for him to say, yeah, he revealed his ways to Moses after that mm. just shows the character and love of God. Yeah, ah, so good. And ah. even that for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so his greatest faithful love, mm. right? Toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, and it's like, yo, immeasurable distances are the only way of expressing immeasurable truths, bro. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, you got to say it again. You said it kind of quick, and that was a good. Yeah, good imme- imme- immeasurable distances. Distances are the only way of expressing immeasurable truths. Yeah. yeah. Just the fact that when we're talking about God's love, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as a hyperbole, right? Yep. Your most eloquent elucidation of yeah. God's love is nothing more than an eloquent understatement. Yeah. We can't grasp it. Uh, Psalm 104, I love this one because there's certain <laughs> people <laughs> yeah. who... They're just mad and they're going to find anything to be mad about. Yeah. Right? I can't believe you left your shoes out here. I can't believe that, yeah, you left the front door unlocked. Yeah. The psalmist here is somebody who it, it's like, man, he's just looking for reasons to be glad. So he looks at yeah. creation. He's like, man, you see that grass? <laughs> Do you see that grass? Man, God did that grass. How good of God. So that, man, yeah. when I walk, uh, 
Yeah, on on my bare feet, man, I can walk on this good ground. Man, you see the sky, you see the animals, and everywhere that he looks, he sees traces of the goodness of God, and you see somebody, right? The person that knows that God is responsible for all the good things they experience in life is a person that's full of constant joy. They're constantly finding Mm. something Mm. to be glad about. And Psalm 104 just seems like a great way to live, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's yeah. that's a really good way to put it. Twenty one through twenty four verses, yeah. uh, verses twenty one twenty four, and this one that helped me see not just him talking about like what God created, but just like the orderliness of yeah. God's creation and how He is involved in that. Right. So He's like, bro, man goes out to work <laughs> into his labor until evening. How countless are your works? So like, <laughs> like right. He's like saying, like, yo. In other words, God is not deistic, right? He doesn't wind the world up like a clock, take his hands off and just watch back as it just goes into misery, right? Right. But he's intimately involved in it every single day. And he is carefully guiding his world and his creatures and his people. Mm. And literally the fact that we can get up and go to work and come home every day is from the hand of God, right? right? He is sustaining. Listen, anything that goes right, like like that's a result of God's He's responsible for it. He's if the meeting goes well, <laughs> like oh we had a good meeting. That was, God praise that. God. Right. People yeah. just, like praise yeah. no, really praise God, bro. Like yeah. that is from God's hand. And we've seen that in creation. Yeah. Where he t- took order out of chaos. Right. right. Like that's how God does things. Yeah. And man, everything, yeah, we can put our hands on comes from the hand of God. Oh, love it. Yeah. Man. Last song, Psalm 105. The picture that came to mind is this. Uh do you know how when you're like trying to cook and you may have like the pepper, right? And on one side, you've got the holes that yeah. it can come out of so you can sprinkle. Um, and then the other side is like just open, wide open, right? <laughs> you put that on it. You made the mis- have you ever made the mistake yes. of like pouring the wide open side on your food and now it's like, I oh man, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's just so salty because what all the salt or the pepper is compact. Yeah. And now like you get a big spoonful like, of salt, yo. It's potent. Yeah. Psalm 105 is the psalmist writing about the goodness of God. Yeah. And he pours it out from the open side. Yeah. So he compacts, you know, hundreds of years of the faithfulness of God In a few into seconds. 20 verses mm, and mm. you're just left with taking this big spoonful yeah. of the grace of God. Yeah, it's super interesting too, man. Like uh, there's this quote by Oscar Wilde and he says that anybody can make history, but only a great man can write it. Mm. And it's like, yo, the psalmist is just saying like, man, God wrote history. Right. And he goes from Abraham to the conquest. Yeah. And what you see, man, with the Bible, the Bible is like a movie right. that is narrated with subtitles, right? Yep. So like it doesn't just um happen and unfold before your eyes it tells you why things happen right, right? it gives you an interpretation yeah, yeah, that he didn't just laugh but the joint says like he laughed heartily yeah and it's like oh all right like oh i see why <laughs> so like even here for me it's like yo you know uh it's like remember the wondrous works of God right. and uh, you know the promises and the unfolding of the covenants but I love just the Joseph narrative he right. talks about Joseph and he's like man he talking about God had sent a man ahead of them Joseph who was sold as a slave and Joseph literally says this in uh, Genesis 45 when God he sent me fam. man God sent me ahead of right. y'all bro like right. <laughs> uh, to preserve life and yeah God is just showing here that that was the case and um, man in Genesis bro when you look back 
things happen before they actually happen, right? right. In a sense, right? It's yeah. like wow, uh, because yeah, we just see the history of Israel uh, foreshadowed right. in all of the events. Yeah, Joseph yeah. going to Egypt, uh, him being freed in Egypt, right? Like Israel be freed in Egypt, like it's right. just stuff like that. It's like yo. And uh, man, the thing though is God remembers, keeps his promises. Yeah. And we usually don't come to this realization right. until we tap into our memorization mm. and imagination. Ah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So God, today we pray that you would help us to remember. And after we give our time reflecting on what you've done in the past, I ask that you would help us to look in the world that you've created and look for reasons to be glad in you. We ask that you would do that for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.